The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you, when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, the 26th of June, and we've got a full slate of MLB action for Tuesday, June the 27th, to pick over for you this evening. Uh, Three-man go tonight, uh, firstly from Houston, Texas, is Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, what's happening? How are you? Uh, doing well. Um, another week of baseball. Here we go. Uh, dog days of the summer, I guess we can sign. I know we're starting to approach uh, July here, but um, yeah, good to be back with you boys. Uh, I think the people are more interested on how your weekend was, Mal, than myself for Lantes. Well, well I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get to that once we've uh, introduced uh, from... Greensboro in North Carolina is Mr. Lonte de la Cruz. Lonte, you've changed yeah, your man. name since since I last spoke to you. What's yeah, going found, on? Yeah, man, I found out De La Cruz is my second cousin. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll we're gonna roll with that. But uh yeah, man, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh glad to be on with you guys. Uh looking forward to breaking down the card and hopefully getting on the right side. I think um I wanna say me and Moon off at the I wanna say we are uh hopefully did well or about to do well tonight. Or uh, me and Scott, I'm sorry. I did this podcast with Scott, I'm sorry. Got my days mixed up. Yeah, so hopefully me and Scott can uh, get some winners today. Uh, I felt like I had a good read on uh, on those Monday games. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing about your stories and, and how it went uh, <laughs> with, that, with those games. Um, uh, tonight's card, this was an eighth game or a six game? Six game card tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm still a little bit hungover from the weekend, but I looked at that this morning. And thought it was really easy. I've stuck a five-team parlay on tonight. Like, it was just nothing. I was like, oh, okay, I've worked that out. No problem. Uh, next, it took me like 30 seconds. So, um, I'll probably sober up pretty quickly once the results go against me. Captain uh, saying, over first in the chat, uh, TV DBJ streak uh, is dead and buried. Uh, although he has joined us. How you, Trev? How you doing? Dylan Sierra, Andy, as well. Um, yeah, I, I had a... Really fun weekend. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, really enjoyed the game. Um, the setup was brilliant. The ballpark. They hadn't just... Uh, I think they learned some lessons after the Red Sox-Yankees series from 2019. They hadn't just put four bases in a mound in the middle of a soccer pitch. Um, they turned it... How much it cost, I have no idea. But they turned the Olympic Stadium into a, into a proper ballpark. Um the game, the experience itself, the access, the facilities, everything was absolutely outstanding. Couldn't uh, couldn't fault it even a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed the game. I know it wasn't the most competitive game. I went to game one, which finished nine to one. Um, so it wasn't really very close, but at no point did that affect my experience of it. Um, I was pleased with how I saw the game because I still get, I feel like a little bit of an imposter um, you with this accent talking about your sport and I'm very conscious of that as much as I just sit here and talk a lot of bollocks most of the time I'm still really conscious of that but actually I saw the game really well I was happy kind of calling balls and strikes from 500 feet away um, I had all of that going on I'll tell you what did help was uh, the two home run picks as well Ian Happ and Dansby Swanson that Scott gave out so I watched the, I watched the show back on Saturday morning um, and so my main pick was the Ian Happ home run, which Scott gave out um, at round about four to one. And that cashed relatively early, so I was okay with that. And then just the icing on the cake, there was two outs in the ninth inning when Dan we hit that home run at four to one as well. Um, so I got my um, Ian Happ and Dan Swanson filled my beer bat up three times during the course of the day. Uh, so cheers for them two boys. I was going to put my cup of tea in it tonight, but you can't put it down anywhere. You just have to hold it. Uh, three times when I was drinking it, my sunglasses fell off the back of my head and the man behind me had to catch them and kept giving me my sunglasses back. Um, so, yeah, I brought my beer back, back for Bob uh, in a little ball. So, yeah, great weekend on... I mean, I could talk about this all night, boys. Moon, I've just started making 
Do, like it's like the Oscars, you know, when they start putting that slow music on when it's time yeah, for the person to go. Yeah, if you could start humming that tune. Um, uh, it was Friday a night baseball game, so I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. So I'm probably, I messed up my travel on on Friday um, and arrived far too late. Ended up going to like some. It was an African slash Caribbean street party. Um, just by myself, I was way the oldest and the whitest man there, but I had a great time. I had some curried goat. Um, I had some salt fish. Uh, I danced to tunes I had no business dancing to. Um, and, and yeah, I had some nice uh, rum-based cocktails. So I had a great time. And I think that just about covers it. Like uh, I saw loads of night talks there as well. Um, seven or eight little pockets of night talks sat around the stadium I kept bumping into. And yeah, had a, sat next to some Cubs fans who were from New Orleans of all places, a family. Um, but they travelled over specifically for the game. So yeah, um, I did have a good game. Um, really enjoyed it. Thanks everyone who asked as well. Everyone was asking on Twitter um, and in the Discord channel how it was getting on. So I appreciated everyone's um, interest. How did the games look from uh, your point of view, Moon? After you get to watch any of it, did, did it look like a real game? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a lot of what we uh, talked about when me and Scott handicapped game one. Uh, we talked about Adam fading Adam Wainwright, uh, taking his under on his outs recorded and the amount of earned runs that he gave up. Um, I know you and I early in the morning before he got to the game, talked about taking the Cubs team total over that got there in the ninth inning as well. So um, I think it's just simply carried over from what uh, the Cardinals were doing here in the States over to uh, get at least in game one and then game two. Um, we saw Marcus Stroman leave with an injury. I think it was a hand injury is the official classification for Marcus Stroman. But, um, you know, give credit to the Cardinals for fighting back. They got down 4 nothing early, and then they fought their way back to at least uh, uh, get one of the uh, games in this series. So um, I wasn't able to catch game two, but, you know, it, it – it, nothing really changed. I mean, it, everything looked fantastic. From all the videos that we saw about how, you know, London you – know, made the field ready and the locker room look really nice and everything just looked clean and, and spiffy. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me. So hopefully, you know, I think it was your first baseball game out there. I think probably maybe a lot of people over there in London as well. Hopefully they just had a great experience. Yeah. I mean, it probably cost me about 700 quid this weekend. So like, like I did it this weekend, if you know, if there was a, if I had a local team, you'd have to do things on a bit more, bit more of a budget than I did it this weekend. But for my first game, um, it was at the other end of the country. The, the the experience was absolutely outstanding. MLB did a great job. The people there did a great job, and that's the British American. I think we're losing Mal here a little bit. Yeah, I think we lost him also. That's okay. Um, Lonzo, you want to give your takeaways for the game at least uh, for the weekend? Uh, uh, the London yeah, series at least. Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch a ton of it. I'm um, not gonna not gonna lie. I did watch Strowman um, in that game. I think that that was the most competitive game, if I'm not mistaken. The the second game, right? Was the yeah. Most the first game ended up nine to one. Where the yeah, so yeah, the second game early. was the most competitive. I did watch a, a little bit of that. Um, outside of that, man, I didn't have much action on it. Outside of um, some uh, props that uh, that the guys gave out. Uh, Earlier that you, uh, Mal and Scott gave out like throughout the the process of the handicapping. So uh, basically, just told you guys to be honest with the hat props. Uh, I think uh, our friend Adam Roseberg had some props as well. I usually try to pick his brain on some stuff. But outside of that, man, I thought it was a I thought it would be a good experience for uh, you know for Mal and she, I was kind of jealous that I wasn't there, especially hearing about the the African party. <laughs> oh mate, Lonte, you uh, am I back by the way? Can you hear yeah, me? Man, you do. Yeah, you go. All right, cool. Yeah, Lonte, that was absolutely outstanding. Like, uh, really, really uh, a highlight of the weekend. You've yeah, I was just saying that you've had back to back great weekends, man. Back to back great. Yeah, I was working at that first one. There was strippers and cocaine involved, <laughs> but I was on I was on the payroll, Lonte. Don't get me. Uh, I wasn't enjoying either of those things. Um, so yeah, to put a cap on it, I thought MLB did a great job. I thought the British fans were great. All the Americans that I spoke to were great as well. Um, yeah, and I can't wait. Phillies and Mets next year. Um, so what we needed to do is pick some winners so I can start saving up uh, for another 700 quid on beer and curried goat this time next year. So let's pick some winners uh, and we can start the uh, start the piggy bank um, for next year. So uh, first thing to do is tell you about bird dogs. 
for weekends like the one I've just had, which was incredibly hot. The weather was beautiful. Your bird dog shorts were just the thing. Um, stretch khaki shorts designed for a slimmer fit. Um, and yeah, the, none of this uh, stiff, restricting cotton. Uh, bird dogs fixes that issue by giving you this cloud knit fabric. Looks great, but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit. And the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeps you cool and dry all day long. Um, if you go to birddogs.com forward slash pool, enter, that, enter the promo code pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Um, okay, oh, Young Lee's turned up tonight. Uh, hello, Young, how are you? Uh, Young is normally in the Discord channel at all hours of the day and now giving out incredible picks on any sport you can imagine. Uh, one of the shrewdest men um, in the SGPN family is young. Okay, so no day's fall today, which was disappointing. No day's fall tomorrow. I mean, what's happening? 7.05 Eastern is the first game, and it is the Cincinnati Reds at the Baltimore Orioles. Andrew Abbott, left-handed pitcher for Cincinnati, and Tyler Wells will go for Baltimore. Plus 115 on the Reds, minus 135 on the O's, with a total of eight and a half moon athletes up. Yeah, Andrew Abbott gets to start here for the Cincinnati Reds, the uh, red-hot Cincinnati Reds. I know they dropped a couple games against the Braves over the weekend, but uh, left-handed pitcher Andrew Abbott on the mound on the season. The Reds have won all four of his starts thus far this year. Uh, 3-0 record with a 1.14 ERA. He's only allowed three earned runs in 23 and two-thirds innings pitch. He, uh, he's pitched 11 and two-thirds innings on the road, hasn't allowed a single earned run. Um, and then we take a look at how Baltimore does against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. I'll picture that down uh, for more recent uh, stats. Baltimore right around the middle of the pack. They're number 16 in WRC+. Plus. As far as batting average goes, they are number 14. Slugging percentage, they are number 18. So right around, like I mentioned, league average. Tyler Wells on the other side for the Baltimore Orioles will get the start here on the season. Six and three with a 3.22 ERA, 86 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's allowed 31 earned runs total at home in Camden Yards. Four and two with a 2.52 ERA. Um, the Orioles have won three of his last four starts. They did drop the last game, which was against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa. But again, we've talked a lot about how the Rays are just so good at home. Um, I think I'm going to be a little contrarian here. I think this might turn into a pitcher's duel here a little bit. I know we've talked about how many runs the Reds have been scoring and uh, Baltimore can get theirs as well. But I'm leaning towards the under eight and a half in this game. I think Andrew Abbott can go along well here. Tyler Wells, uh, I believe, has one of the lowest uh, whips in the majors, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I think that runs may be at a premium here, as shocking as that may sound with how hot the offense has been for the Cincinnati Reds. So I'm going to go under eight and a half. Couldn't bring myself to a side. If you put a gun to my head, I would go with the Cincinnati Reds at the plus money just because they have been playing great baseball over the past month or so. So under eight and a half for me and the Cincinnati Reds here, Mel. Uh, Lonte de la Cruz, it's your team. Tell us about them. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree with uh, with Munaf more um, as far as you know how well the the Reds have been playing. Um, Abbott, I, I was extremely surprised. I mean, he's not allowed more than five hits in a game. Um, Wells being he's he's great at home, two earned runs or fewer in six of his last seven home starts. Uh, he gave up three in, in the other game, so pitching really well. But he is prone to give up a home run. Or two. Um, he's had two plus in four of the last seven starts. So maybe look at some De La Cruz props, uh, Votto, uh, Steer, some of those guys, uh, I guess the top tier guys to hit a long ball um, would be a, a good bet to make um, in this game. Uh, I couldn't quite get there on the under, although I do see the point. Um, and as far as the side, man, I mean, I think it's just going to be simple for me. I'm just going to take uh, Cincinnati as a dog. Uh, I don't like fading either one of these teams, but if I had to, I'd play uh, Cincinnati at a plus price. But all in all, I think um, my bet will be uh, on the game will be those home run props for those three guys that I named out, Steer, uh, De La Cruz, and Votto. I'll throw one more in there, uh, Matt McLean. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. For, for Cincinnati, he had four extra base hits last night, Matt McLean. Um, I've got Cincinnati home run props written down, uh, Lonte. You beat me to it. Um, Wells has gone, uh, given up multi home runs in his last two appearances. Um, and I'm on the side of it's a team right on the Reds. Uh, I think you have to take him up plus 115. Cincinnati are four for four 
uh, in the games that uh, Abbott started. Uh, zero earned runs on the road so far as well. Baltimore, just a little uh, news and notes here. Baltimore going to call up Jordan Westberg. I'm not mm-hmm. sure of position, but I know he's a bat. Um, he's hitting 294 um, at AAA. So an already uh, pretty powerful offense. Uh, we'll see what Jordan Westberg can add to that for Baltimore. But yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. And like I said, I do like those um, those home run props as well that, that Lonte led us towards. Uh, second game on the card is a 7.05 Eastern first pitch between the San Diego Padres and the Pittsburgh Pirates. You Darvish goes for San Diego. And it's Dick Mountain Day. We love a bit of that. Left-handed pitcher Rich Hill goes for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Minus 175 on the Padres. Plus 155 for the Pirates with Hill. And a total of eight and a half for Lonte to tell us about. Yeah, man. I Honestly, I had a hard time uh, picking a side in this game. Um, on one hand, 175 does seem a little cheap with the way Pittsburgh has been playing. But again, San Diego is pretty much as inconsistent as it as it gets. Um, they outscored Washington 16-13 but lost the series 2-1. to one. Um, So I don't trust either side here. I would lean to San Diego due to the, the high ceiling offensively they have. Although... Again, Darvish, 21 earned runs in his last five starts, four-plus earned runs in four of his last seven road starts. Uh, Rich Hill, he, he's been okay. I mean, nothing special at home or on the road. But, again, it's Rich Hill. So, all that to say, man, I honestly have no idea where to go. If I had to, to make a bit, I'd, I'd bet on the over and maybe a San Diego uh, team total over. But I, I don't want to tie my money up in, in a game I'm just so unsure about. Maybe you guys can talk me um, on one side or the other. Lonte, exactly the same notes. Again, I, I really struggle to, to find an answer for this. Um, I always get Darvish wrong. We know this every week. It's not a secret. Um, he is poor on the road. But Pittsburgh are really struggling as well. Lost 15 of 18. Um, and they've been shut out four times in the last nine games. However, I've still gone with the over. Uh, so it kind of a little bit perverse there. Um, combo of Darvish poor on the road. Rich Hill not going great. We know what the Padres can do, but... This was probably my least confident pick of everyone I've made uh, from this card tonight. So, yeah, over eight and a half, but uh, certainly not a strong feeling, Muna. Yeah, I mean, Darvish has been giving it up on the road. Last three starts uh, on the road, uh, four and runs to the Giants. He gave up four to the Rockies in Colorado. Okay, and then he gave up seven earned runs to the uh, New York Yankees uh, back on May 28th on Sunday. Um, So... I think I'm going to lean with the Padres team total as well. Like Lante mentioned, I think they've found something offensively um, against uh, left-handed pitching as well. They've been doing real well. Last two weeks, they're number three in WRC plus team batting average. They are number 13 slugging percentage. Uh, they are number six. And then on uh, OPS, they are number three over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. So I feel like they can get to Rich Hiller here a little bit. Again, we talked about the U Darvish's uh, struggles um, on the road. Maybe that's a cure for the Pittsburgh Pirates bats, but uh, I'll lean with a Padres team total over here, and I'll probably take a look at their run line as well. Yeah, uh, Dylan O'Donnell in the chat saying the exact same thing, that he's really struggling to come down on a side for this one, um, which kind of pleases me that uh, we're not the only ones. I think it's a, it's a common thread with, with betters on that. Uh, third up tonight is a 7.07 Eastern first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the Toronto Blue Jays. And now I've seen pitching shenanigans all day, um, just in the last hour or so, I've got Ryan Walker slated for the Giants. All day long, I had Kevin Gorsman for the Blue Jays, um, and, but he is officially TBD. So we've got no lines here. Um, Ryan Walker, it will be a bullpen day um, for the Giants, which has in the past meant Sean Manaya is the long reliever. But apart from that, there's not an awful lot I can tell you about that. Uh, Kevin Gorsman... He's seven and three, uh, three ten ERA. Not being as good lately. He seems to be struggling early in games before settling down. Just needs to negotiate his way through the first couple of innings. Um, he is better at home though. Seven games started, two sixty one ERA. Um, t- tricky one this because the Giants are eight and two in their last ten as well. Half a game out of the wild card race. They've got a great road record. Toronto have a great home record. I was kind of quite pleased there was no lines on this one because it means I didn't have to make a pick. Um, having said, I was struggling with the Padres at the Pirates. This was the other one I really struggled with as well. Um, so, yeah, I haven't got much more on this, but 
I, I can use the excuse that we haven't got any lines for it. So Moonaf, um, anything to add on this Giants and Blue Jays game? No, I don't have anything without a Blue Jays pitcher. Uh, Lonte? Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I, I, uh, all my notes are based on, on Gosman being the starter, so yeah. that's, that's kind of shocking. Um, I, I do like how San Francisco probably listened to the podcast that me and Moonaf did a couple Fridays ago and uh, placed some money on them to not make the playoffs, and they proceeded to just be as, as hot as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they look, they've won 15 of the last 19, nine straight on the road. Um, I would probably lean their way, to be honest. Um, but, again, I, I got to see the pictures and, and the numbers to make it to make it uh, official, but um, Toronto just too inconsistent. But again, it's hard to decipher which, you know, um, with this, with this pitching and number thing being down. So, yeah. Uh, loads of notes on this next one, though. You'd be pleased to hear seven tennis and first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the New York Mets. Uh, Julio Tehran for the Brewers and David Peterson, left-handed pitcher, Goes for the Mets. Plus 120 on Milwaukee. Minus 140 on the Mets. Total set at nine. Um, Julia Turan for the Brewers. Um, two and two on the year. 153 ERA. I said on the last show, I'd give him one more chance to blow up. And if he didn't, I'd start backing him. So, I am in. Um, he hasn't blown up and he hasn't really looked like it. Um, he's been really good. Uh, 148 ERA in his last five starts. Um, his two road starts, he's pitched 12 and a third, only given up two earned runs. Did walk four last time. Um, hopefully, that's the outlier. Um, David Peterson, and following on from that, the Mets, I mean, what do you do with this, really? One and six on the year, 808 ERA. Um, not pitched since May the 15th, um, but he was really struggling and consistently struggling um, before that. Um, I could not believe the prices when I saw this. I thought this would be close to a match. And if it wasn't close to a match, I'd have the Brewers as a slight favourite. Um, the Mets completely and utterly blew it again last night. Um, they are 5-15 and 15 in June, are the New York Mets. The cracks are starting to appear in Buck Showalter. He appears to be slowly going mad. His, um, his explanation last night on why the... Um, Mets did what they did didn't really make sense and he just seemed a little bit um, flustered by all of that the Mets this season have now lost 12 games when they've scored 6 or more runs which is a ridiculously high figure because really you score 6 runs you should be winning games you get the odd blue out but um, I don't often take the Brewers the the lowest scorers in that division but the Mets suck so hard um, and it's just impossible to trust them um, I think the Brewers are plus 120 behind a pitcher with a 153 ERA. Um, yeah, I've got to take Milwaukee, Muna. Yeah, I mean, David Peterson, since his about a, yeah, a little over a month off, I mean, he was absolutely terrible. The Mets had lost four straight starts or, yeah, four straight starts um, back at the beginning of the season. And then they had lost, let's see here, um, one, two, three, seven of his eight starts uh, at the beginning of the year. And, I mean, he was giving up the runs. Uh, there's no secret about that. I guess I'll lean with the Brewers here as well. It just seems like this Mets team is a shell of themselves right now. I mean, you mentioned the absolute horrible mistake that Buck Showalter made against the Phillies. Um, Julio, I feel like this might be a game where he does blow up, but again – um, we'll have to see it before we can uh, talk about fading him, uh, at least the blow-up coming. But it, this Mets team is just so difficult to figure out, and I think that you take the plus money with the better pitcher. You don't know what you're going to get out of David Peterson coming back after a after a very long time. So, um, and the Mets haven't been, or sorry, the Brewers haven't been too bad against left-handed pitching. They're kind of middle of the row over the last two weeks. But um, yeah, I'll take the Brewers here with you. I don't love it, but I think the value is on the Brewers. Okay, two for two on the Brewers, Lante. Yeah, clean sweep for me, man. Uh, I couldn't agree yeah. with any of you guys more. I really don't have much more to add. You guys pretty much hit it on, hit it out of the park, especially the pitching duel. I mean, I get the better pitcher. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would trust Milwaukee to be more consistent um, on both sides than, than New York here, especially with Peterson um, throwing. 
So, yeah, I like Milwaukee here at the plus money. I think it's a good bargain. So, uh, team ride for Milwaukee. TVDVJ calling both teams schizophrenics, maybe giggle in the comments. Um, I just think just a little, someone talking about um, just just a little curiosity this was the, the Drew Smith suspension Drew Smith got a 10 game suspension for sticky stuff we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when uh, the real Dylan uh, D-Rock was on the show um, and the when a player gets suspended you don't get to replace him so you just have to roll with a 24 man roster and that's kind of the knock on effect of last night that's what happened last night um, when the Mets had no pitching left it's a kind of throwback to that Drew Smith suspension 10 games ago, you know? So it's fine margins that these uh, these teams are having to work under. So I just thought that was a, a little note of interest. 7-10 Eastern first pitches, the Miami Marlins at the Boston Red Sox. Sandy Alcantara goes for Miami. And Garrett Whitlock will pitch for Boston. Close on the books, uh, minus 105 on the Marlins, minus 115 on Boston with a total of nine. Munaf, your Boston Red Sox. Yeah, Sandy on the mound. I mean, we know the story this season for him. He's just been the complete opposite of what he did last season in Cy Young form. But back-to-back starts, he's allowed five earned runs uh, f- um, to the opposition, which was against the Washington Nationals and the Toronto Blue Jays. He's allowed at least four earned runs in uh, three of the last, sorry, four of the last five starts. Uh, on the road this season, just one and four with a 4.86 ERA. He's allowed 29 earned runs in about 53 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um there's no way I can trust him, man. Uh, he's given up 10-plus hits and back-to-back starts. Um, I mentioned the road number as well. Garrett Wicklock for the uh, Boston Red Sox, 4-2 and two on the season, 4.50 ERA. Has been pretty good over his last three games for the Boston Red Sox. Um, he's allowed a total of seven earned runs in about, let's see here, 20 and one-thirds innings pitched over his last three starts. Um, at home, like I mentioned, F- at Fenway Park, he's 2-0, 3.38 ERA, 18 and two-thirds innings pitched. Uh, I think I do like the over in this game. I think Sandy will give it up to the Boston Red Sox. That number's at nine right now. Uh, the Red Sox offense has been doing pretty well. I know they uh, weren't able to produce in the last two games against the White Sox, but they're back at Fenway Park. Sandy has looked very vulnerable over the last several starts, like I mentioned. Garrett Woodlock, he can give up runs here as well. A lot of people may look at this price and say, oh, this is a buy low situation for Sandy. But every anytime you know you see that, especially over his last couple starts, it's been a disappointment for Sandy. So uh, I like the over nine in this game. I'm going to lean with the Boston Red Sox in this game on the money line, minus 115 as well. Okay, so it's Boston for Moon Aflante. Yeah, man, I had a hard time with this one also. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I think Sandy, he hasn't won since May 24th. Uh, was that, is that right, Moon? Is that what you had, Moon? I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, Sandy hasn't won a, a start since May 24th, right? Uh, yes, May 24th, which was against the Rockies in Colorado. Right. Five earned runs in three of his last four starts. Um, but he hasn't been horrible on the road, man. Uh, on the road, he's had two earned runs or fewer in four of his last five uh, starts. So, I mean, again, this is a, a Boston offense that's, that's pretty good. And Whitlock, I mean, he he doesn't walk people. Uh, 39 to 7K to walk ratio. Uh, he's a bit inconsistent overall uh, as far as some of his me- like mechanical stuff, but uh, he's better at home. Only had three home starts. Uh, I, like I said, man, I had I had a really really tough time. I would just lean to to Miami, thinking that like like you said, Munaf. I know it's it's a bit like taking the bait, but I think Sandy has a decent outing here. Um, I mean, he doesn't have to give up. He can still give up two or three, and actually, I don't know if Miami's offense can score four. So again. This is inconsistent. Like I, I have no idea. Uh, I, I take Miami, but um, take that with a grain of salt. The smallest grain of salt you can find. <laughs> I was quite um, easily persuaded into Boston here. Uh, Miami, uh, Alcantara gave up five again last time. Five more. Uh, Boston have had a little skid lately, but um, they have won four of uh, Whitlock's last five starts. Um, and he gets some good length out of Whitlock as well. If you want an out prop, he's gone sort of seven. Um, or further, yeah, Boston at minus 115, back at home, uh, I thought were a very reasonable price. Um, we'll move on after um, I'll let you know about Underdog Fantasy and Best Ball Mania 4, which is here. Underdog Fantasy are giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and college baseball player props. Loads of ways to win at Underdog, and it's active in lots of states too. Head to underdogfantasy.com 
Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. 7.20 first pitch, the Minnesota Twins at the Atlanta Braves, where Joe Ryan draws the start for the Twins and Bryce Elder goes for the Braves. We have lines of plus 120 on Minnesota, minus 140 on Atlanta, and the total of nine for Lonte. Yeah, man, I think that's a bit disrespectful to, to Atlanta. I mean, 140 at home, they're like matching teams at home. Um, I mean, the Twins, you know, I, I like Joe Ryan, but... You know, I just don't trust them as a whole. Um, if it was anyone else, probably I would like if it was anybody else but the twins getting this this number, I'd probably be persuaded that way. Um, Joe's coming off a complete game shutout uh, after being inconsistent in his last five starts. Um, Elder has been pretty consistent all year, uh, two earned runs or fewer uh, in his last 10 starts. He was roughed up in early June, but you know, he bounced back after that. And I like to see um, guys bounce back after shaky start uh, after a couple shaky starts. Um, he usually goes deep into games also, so you might want to look for some outs. He has six-plus innings pitched in six of his last seven games. Uh, man, I'm going to just keep it nice and simple for for the boys, man. I, I think Atlanta is is pretty – you're getting pretty disrespected right here. 140 at home. Um, I, mean, I mean, Elder's not Strider, but, uh, again, he pitches way better at home. Um, the Atlanta offense responds anywhere, uh, averaging six runs. Uh, on the road in the past five games. And I think they've scored six plus in uh, like nine of their last 11 home games. So, man, I'm not even going to overthink it. Give me Atlanta, uh, land a small small number at home. Yeah, I agree with you, Lonte. I think minus 140 is a good price. Um, A little bit like Julio Tehran, I've been kind of, I've been touting a Bryce Elder blow up um, just through some of the the numbers that have been put up in fantasy circles. His underlying metrics haven't really matched up with his performance. But at some point, you've got to keep believe. You've got to believe it when he keeps doing it, um, and I think that's the point that I'm at now. Um, I like love Joe Ryan, but that Minnesota offense is always a worry. I would go lean towards the under because I think both can pitch well. You said Ryan has that complete game shutout last time, and he's better on the road as well. But Elder's going okay in Atlanta, and better than Minnesota. Pretty straightforward for me. Um, I take the under, but Atlanta minus one forty a playable Muna. I mean, I think for me, it just kind of comes down to like, you just back the better offense here. And this offense, the Braves, is just one of the best right up there with Texas in the entire league. I mean, we've seen them put up, I don't know what, six, seven plus runs and I don't know how many straight games. Um, Joe Ryan is coming off that, like you guys mentioned, that complete game shutout against the Boston Red Sox. So and he pitched a, a season high, 112 pitches in that game. So this might be an opportunity where he does kind of come back down to earth. Maybe does, you know, maybe some arm fatigue for him because there's been multiple games, at least one, two, three, four games where he's pitched a hundred more uh, pitches in his starts. He had 99 pitches uh, against the Detroit Tigers. So um, maybe some fatigue does set in. Now you're going up against one of the better offenses in the league at minus 140 uh, on the Braves. I'll take that to the bank as well. And like you mentioned, you guys mentioned Bryce Elder has been doing real well as well. He just had, Two back-to-back starts where he, or, you know he gave up nine earned runs combined, but outside of that, over his last two starts, he's been absolutely fantastic. So uh, I'll take the Braves here on the money line with you guys. Okay, a little bit moving enough. Next up, seven forty-five Eastern first pitch between the Houston Astros and the St. Louis Cardinals. Framba Valdez, left-handed pitcher for Houston. I have got uh, Jordan Montgomery going uh, for St. Louis uh, officially TBD. Um, I do have um, money lines, though, so I think we can be confident on that. Houston are minus 115 and St. Louis are minus 110. I have no total on that. I don't know if either of you two uh, can shout me up at all, but I don't have one. Eight. Um, Eight, total of eight. Okay, there you go. So uh, Houston coming off their first extra innings win of the season uh, last night. Um, Have Framba Valdez, seven and five, 227 ERA. Um, he's been outstanding lately. 191 ERA in his last five. Um, usually um, seven innings pitched or more. And he's just not giving up any home runs either. No home runs in those last five starts. Montgomery has been decent lately as well, though. 210 ERA in his last five. Slightly worse at home. Um, St. Louis are hitting 249 V lefties, so pretty average. Uh, Jordan Walker has the longest hit streak uh, in the majors at the moment if you want to take a hit prop on Jordan Walker this is really really hard travel spot for St. Louis 
Uh, they've come a long way. They've gone 4,000 miles back from London. Uh, so we'll have to see how that works out. But both pitches are going okay. I can't imagine Jordan Montgomery was in London. Um, and neither team are playing well, really. Like I say, Houston got that win last night. But um, yeah, neither team are really putting it together. I think a first five under, uh, this could be a very slow burner here. Um, I'll take the first five under uh, between Valdez and Montgomery, Lunty. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm actually fading both teams coming back from London. So I know we'll talk about uh, Chicago in a few games. But, yeah, it's a horrible spot for St. Louis. Um, Houston, not a crazy – well, definitely not as much of a road trip as um, as St. Louis. So I think it's a good spot. Um, Framber is two earned runs or less in five of his last six. Hasn't allowed over three earned runs in any road start. So that'll be there. Um I kind of like. I'm glad that Jordan Walker is is performing. Uh, I know it, people were, you know, talking about uh, how he ha- wasn't going to pan out and all of this, but I always thought it was too early for them to, you know, casting. And although he's not, you know, playing to the level of maybe like you know Corbin Carroll or some of these other guys, but it's good to see when young guys, you know, get confidence and um, and he's, you know, get a history like he's on right now. So that's just something that I like to see. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Houston here, man. Uh, I think Houston is going to be uh, angry after, you know, I mean, they won that game, but they pretty much got blown out uh, the first two games, if I'm not mistaken, by by the Dodgers. So I like Houston and Framber um, on the road here. Uh, Muna? Yeah, Framber has been really good on the road for the Astros. 4-1 with a 2.73 ERA, only allowed 10 earned runs and 33 innings pitched. Um, the Astros offense, shockingly, hasn't done very good against left-handed pitching, at least over the last two weeks. Uh, they're kind of bottom um, – at least well below league average in, in a lot of the statistical uh, offensive categories. I do like your play of under four, or sorry, the first five uh, under. If you're able to find a four and a half with a total of eight, maybe, you know, it might be a little bit of juice on it, but you should be able to find a four, no problem. Um, I like the under as well. I'm going to lean with the Astros here. I think I do have the better pitcher on the mound. And also um, with the travel situation, I guess we can still say, even though both teams have a day off, the, uh, the Astros have the more, you know, rest advantage. You know, like you mentioned, it's 4,000 miles from London, maybe back to St. Louis. And for the Astros, it's going from L.A. to St. Louis, which they probably got in last night, um, did the Astros. So um, I'll go Astros and the under as well. Uh, next game is an 8.05 Eastern first pitch, and it is off the board. Uh, it's the Detroit Tigers at the Texas Rangers. Um, no pitcher at all for Detroit. Can't even guess that one. Uh, we have lefty Martin Perez going for Texas, and after that, I have absolutely nothing. Uh, Moon off Detroit to Texas? Uh, yeah, I think the only thing that I will mention about Martin Perez is that that's a picture that you want to trust uh, at home in Arlington. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here for uh, Perez at home thus far this season. Uh, the Rangers are 4-1 and one straight up in those situations, 4-1 and one in the uh, first five innings as well. Uh, Detroit against left-handed pitching. I'll quickly mention those numbers as well, at least over the last, excuse me, last two weeks. WRC plus Detroit is number 17. Uh, they are number, let's see here. Team batting average are number 28, uh, on base percentage. They are number 20, sorry, number 19 and slugging percentage against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, number 20. So, uh, below league average, in a lot of those categories, I know Martin Perez, you know, he hasn't been very well or doing very well, at least on the road thus far this season, where he is, uh, let's see, four and two with a 5.98 ERA, but at home, three and one with a 1.71 ERA, 31 and two thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed seven, sorry, six earned runs in that span. Uh, he's faced some pretty good offenses at home. He faced Toronto, faced the Rockies when they had Charlie Blackman and uh, Chris Bryant, and then he also faced the Yankees uh, in his first start, uh, or sorry, in a start earlier uh, back on April 30th with Aaron Judge there. So um, I'm gonna, I trust the Texas offense here. I trust Martin Perez at home. I will lean here with the uh, Texas Rangers. Again, depends on who the pitcher is uh, for the Tigers, but I would still lean with the Rangers in, in this game. Yeah, I sometimes work on, a, on an instinct and then, kind of reverse engineer it to try and find a reason not to back it. I wrote down Texas run line and then had a look back um, and there's nothing to change my mind as yet uh, without the Detroit picture. But that's as far as I got with this one, Lanty. Yeah, uh, I'm agreeing with both of you guys, especially with Munaf. Um You mentioned the Perez stuff. I'll, uh, I'll just expand on it a little. Um, he's been solid in June. I mean, two earned runs or less in his three, three of his four starts. 
He's also had two earned runs or less in all four home starts. I think you mentioned that as well. Um, I would look at some total outs props for Perez. Um, he has went seven in four of his last seven starts, so that's something to pivot on. Not a big strikeout. Uh, I'm not a big strikeout like guy. I can't really um, gauge um, like a, a edge on it, so I mostly just play the out props when it comes to pitchers. Um, Detroit did rough him up um, in Detroit on May 30th. Six earned runs, two home runs, so I think he bounces back at home here. I would look at a team total for uh, for Texas. They are they average. I think close to seven runs at home, uh, number one in the uh, in the MLB. So definitely love Texas's team total, and uh, we'll play Texas as long as the number is um, reasonable. I would say eight or five Eastern first pitches. The Philadelphia Phillies at the Chicago Cubs. We have uh, Ranger Suarez, left-handed pitcher for Philadelphia. Chicago officially TBD, um, but we think it's Jamison Tyone who will be going for the Cubbies. Minus 125 on Philadelphia, plus 105 on the Cubs. Uh, no total for the usual Wrigley reasons. Um, Lonte, Phillies at Cubs. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, uh, with um, with St. Louis, man, I just think it's a phase spot for uh, those London teams, um, both, both of those teams getting back. Uh, I think Philly, they won the series 2-1 back in May. Um, each team won in a blowout, and then Philly won a, a close game like a low scoring close game. I think it was two to one, three to two, uh, something like that. Philly has also won 15 of the last 20 games, including eight of the last nine on the road. Um, so they're, they're picking up steam. Uh, I think me and I think me, Munaf and, and D-Rock were talking about uh, how Philly was a buy low team um, back before they took off. So I think that's paying dividends. Uh, Suarez is, is – I have Suarez. Do you, do you guys see Suarez for Philly? Yes. Okay, yeah, so Suarez, man, he's been phenomenal in June. Three earned runs combined and four starts versus Atlanta, Arizona, and the Dodgers. Uh, he pitches, like, into the sixth inning. Uh, he's had six-plus innings pitched in five straight starts, so another total out prop for you there if you want to look there. Um, he's also pitched well on the road this year. Um, three earned runs or less in all four starts on the road. So I think all signs point to Philly here. I would take Philly on the run line and also look at uh, I'll also look at a Philly team total over uh, with Tyon, you know, 11 earned runs combined in his last three starts. Um, he's also allowed two home runs, two plus home runs in four of his last eight starts. So a little over half, you can expect him to give up two bombs. Um, 18 earned, was it 18, 19 earned runs in his last five home starts. So he's a complete fave for me, man. Um, look at some. I would look at some Swarber props. Uh, Harper, who's been struggling. I don't think Harper. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Harper he hasn't hit a home run in a while. Um, so maybe I think if you find some big odds on him to, to hit a homer, I, I would specifically target those two guys. Um, Moon, after you feed in the Cubs in the travel spot too. Yeah, I think the one thing that does concern me is the Cubs are a really good team um, batting or batting against left-handed pitching. Uh, last two weeks, um, they're tops in a lot of the offensive categories that I like to look at: WRC plus, team batting average, uh, slugging percentage, um, and OPS. Uh, and Suarez did have a start earlier this season against the Cubs, um, where he got hit in about two innings. Back on May nineteenth uh, in Philadelphia, two innings pitched. He only gave up, uh, sorry, he gave up five hits, um, four earned runs. He also walked three batters in just two innings there. So that does make me a little nervous. Um, I would, again, depending on which wind the wind, or which direction the wind is blowing, maybe I would look at the over in this game. I think the Phillies' bats have come alive a little bit. I think the Cubs can, again, get to Ranger Suarez here. It's difficult, again, because we just talked about the Cardinals coming back from London. The Cubs are in that same situation as well, but. Um, yeah, I, w- I would lean with the Cubs here. I, w- I would definitely do like the over, but again, did check the wind direction in this game uh, before you do bet on any totals. Um, I thought this was really easy. Um, TV DBJ is just put it in a nutshell, the travel and Tyone combination. Um, you couldn't pay me to back Chicago. Um, Tyone's completely nutly on the no bet list. Uh, Suarez been outstanding lately. Uh, Lonte points out the 15 of 20. They've won, even though the Cubs have won um, 11 of their last 14. But minus 125 is an absolute a, a great price for a pitcher who's in very good form um, against a, a pitcher who's not and a team that have just got off a, a, a 10-hour flight. So, yeah, absolutely give me the Phillies. Eight tennis and first pitch. The Cleveland Guardians at the Kansas 
City Royals. Rookie Gavin Williams uh, goes for Cleveland and Brady Singer starts for Kansas City, who are plus 125 at home with Cleveland at minus 145 and a total of nine. Uh, this is Gavin Williams' second start. We talked him up uh, last week. I said Noah had uh, been really bullish about him. He pitched five and two thirds against Oakland, gave up four runs, but he had one bad inning. He gave up a four-run fourth inning. Either side of that, he was absolutely fine. So I was kind of happy. It's one of those where you really need to watch the game rather than just look at the numbers. I'm absolutely happy to trust him again in this position, particularly against this Kansas City team. Um, Brady Singer's four and seven on the year, 6.34 ERA. He continues to struggle. Um, he's worse at home. He's a 4.88 career ERA against Cleveland. Um, it was all Cleveland for me. Uh, minus 145 is slightly prohibitive. Um, but just about backable if, you, if you're keen for a unit and a half uh, with Gavin Williams getting my vote uh, for a second time, Luna. Yeah, uh, Brady Singer at home, uh, at least over his last couple starts, hasn't been too bad. He gave up two earned runs to the LA Angels, and then he uh, shut out the Colorado Rockies, and then he only allowed two to the Washington Nationals, and then one to the uh, Chicago White Sox. And the ERA is a little bit inflated just because of what he had done earlier earlier in the season. But the Royals, they're just not winning games when he's starting. Like They haven't given him much run support. They've lost four of his last five starts. Um, they've only combined a score, let's see here, seven runs in those last five games with Brady Singer is on the mound. Uh, Gavin Williams, on the other hand, for the Guardians, um, did get a start in his last, uh, obviously, last game against the Oakland A's. He allowed four earned runs in that game. Three walks, four hits. Um, I want to take the Royals here really bad. I really do. I feel like there's some value on Brady Singer here. Uh, I'm going to do it. Give me the Royals. Give me give me the plus 125. I don't hate the run line either. Plus one and a half, minus 125. Now, it's when the Guardians blow them out 10 nothing. I'll own up to it on the next time I'm on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's an awful pick, Munaf. Uh, Lonte. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll double, I'll double down with Munaf, man, because I, I think I'm going to lean with Casey. Also, uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Singer, man, at home recently. At home recently, he he has been uh, solid. You you read off the numbers there, and that's if you wanted to keep count, it's four of the last five um, home starts that he's given up two earned runs or less. So, um, I mean, Cleveland's bad on the road. Uh, I know KC is bad pretty much anywhere, but they did take two of four in Tampa. I guess that's some, uh, I guess that's some feathers in the cap for us. When I'm um, thinking that they can carry that over to at home, but um, I have no idea what to do in this game. To be honest with you, I'm taking Kansas City because they're the dog, and I think Singer's being a little bit undervalued here. So uh, that's that's my handicap for the game. Um, I, I'm really not a believer in Cleveland. I mean, I just I, I can't get there with their offense as well. But I'll take the plus money with Kansas City every time. Okay, so it turns out I'm in the minority then. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Eight forty Eastern first pitches the LA Dodgers at the Colorado Rockies. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, left-handed pitcher for the Dodgers, and Connor Seabold for Colorado. Uh, plus two fifty for Colorado at home, minus three hundred. For Kershaw and a total of 12, Munaf. Well, you can't lay a minus 300 price with uh, the Dodgers here. Let's just start there. Uh, but also, this Rockies team is uh, starting to become one of the worst in the league. Um, so, so Carly Kershaw over his last three starts for the Dodgers, 2-0 with a .9 ERA. He's pitched 20 innings in his last three starts, only allowed two earned runs, 19 strikeouts, so only six walks. Uh, but the uh, split, I should say, where Kershaw does get into trouble is in road games. Five and three on the season. ERA at home this year in Dodge Stadium, 1.7, but on the road, it's 3.44. Uh, now you're going into Coors Field, uh, where Clayton Kershaw has struggled a little bit uh, over the last several seasons against the Rockies in that span. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers here um, for Clayton Kershaw. Let's just go back to 2021. Uh, he has a 0-3 record with an 8.40 ERA in three appearances against the Rockies since 2021. He's allowed at least um, three earned runs in every single one of those starts. He's allowed at least five earned runs in two out of those three starts. Last season in two starts, the Dodgers last lost both games against the Rockies. Um, 
in Coors Field when Clayton Kershaw started. Seven to four victory for the uh, Rockies, and then a five to three victory for the uh, Rockies as well. Connor Seabold uh, gets a start for the uh, Rockies in this game, who, again, not very good on the season thus far. He's one and three with a 5.88 ERA. Last five games, he's 0 and two with a 5.76 ERA. He did face the Dodgers earlier this season. Uh, it was a relief appearance for him. Three innings pitch. He allowed four earned runs in that game, five uh, hits to the Dodgers, which just kind of leads me just taking the over in this game. I think both offense, especially the Dodgers, can put up some runs here. I won't be surprised if they get six to seven themselves. I think the Rockies can contribute as well with Clayton Kershaw's struggles in Coors Field. And just a note, in his last start, uh, Connor Siebel, it was against the Atlanta Braves. He allowed nine earned runs in three innings, four home runs. You do have bats in this uh, uh, Dodgers lineup, whether it's Mookie Betts, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez. Um, those guys can hit the long bomb for you. So I think we'll see runs in this game. I know it's a big number. It's a big number for a reason. Uh, give me the Dodge. Sorry, give me the Dodgers Rockies over 12 in this game. Monty, Munaf likes the over. What have you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, add to it in a in a certain way. I like the Dodgers team total over. Um, I, I don't think that Seabold, uh, he got scratched in his last start, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I don't think he wants to come back against a hot, hot Dodgers offense. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what you want to return to. I didn't have much in this game um, as far as the Dodgers just coming out and completely mashing Seabold. I could think they can score, you know, north of, of 10 runs themselves. So give me the Dodgers team total over uh, for a full unit for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make a case here, uh, the case for the Rockies. Um, Kershaw, uh, 482 ERA career at Colorado. Uh, Connor Siebel's four starts before that last one were okay. He was kind of serviceable. Um, the This year, the Rockies are 18 and 20 at home, which isn't terrible, just under 500. Uh, this series last year finished 5 and 5. Uh, the Rockies uh, in Colorado against the Dodgers. Um, and I'm going to give out one name here for a, for maybe a total base for Guaranteed this fella's never been mentioned on the show at all. Ezekiel Tovar uh, for Colorado um, has hit safely in 18 of his last 20 games. Uh, in June, sorry, 18 of 20 in June. Um, Tovar has reached base safely. So there might be a little um, prop in there. But yeah, give me the Rockies here at plus 250, far, far, far. Too big a price for me. Uh, next up is 9.38 Eastern between the Chicago White Sox and the LA Angels. Michael Kopech for Chicago and Shohei Otani for the Angels. Plus 180 on the White Sox, minus 208 on the Angels with a total of eight. Lonte, please. Yeah, man. I mean, pretty simple. I don't want anything to do with the White Sox and I want everything to do <laughs> with the Angels whenever Shohei's on the mound. Um, so I would take the Halos on the run line. Um, although Kopech, he has he has been solid two earned runs or less in six of his last eight starts. I just don't trust that offense of, of the White Sox. And I know we'll get a glimpse of that tonight. Um, whenever they the first game of the series comes down, uh, goes down. But I mean, all in all, you, I expect the Angels to bounce back after they humiliated um, themselves in their last in that last show. Hey, start ruined ruined a, a gem of a game by him. So give me the halos on the run line, man. And uh, what did you say the price was uh, for the Angels on the on the uh, Mine, money minus two hundred eight money line? Yeah, no, nah, you, you can't you can't play that. Just lay the money line. Uh, I'd look at some some Shohei K props and also uh, the first five for uh, run line for the Angels. See, I don't mind Michael Kopech. He's still going along okay. He's, yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. He, yeah, he he's fine. I just don't trust that offense for yeah. for Chicago, especially against Otani. Yeah, that's fair enough. Kobeck's done well for us the last couple of times. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, ben Intendi uh, is hitting 4-10 in his last nine games. So, again, might be worth a little uh, prop there. The Angels have lost four out of five. And did you start to, just hard to rely on? Um, I've gone with the under eight here. Otani can shove and Kopech can hold it together, possibly. And maybe a first five under might be a better way of going. Um, but, yeah, some kind of low-scoring encounter I was uh, expecting, Munaf. Yeah, anytime Otani's at uh, pitching in Angel Stadium, that's where I want to back him, especially on the run line. Um, like Lante mentioned, just absolutely uh, shitted on the obviously the offense did shitted on his pitching performance by not giving any run support in his last start against the Dodgers. Seven uh, innings, he only allowed one earned run that span, 101 uh, pitches in that game, 12 strikeouts. 
for Shohei Otani in that matchup. Uh, Michael Kopech uh, did face this Angels team earlier this season back on May 29th. Did take a 6-4 loss to the Angels. He allowed four earned runs in four and one-thirds innings pitched. Um, the White Sox have lost four of his last five starts uh, when he is on the mound. Um, I'm just going to back the Angels here. I like Otani at home, like I, I like I mentioned. I just trust him more at Angel Stadium. So uh, Angels run line for me in this game. Uh, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the Washington Nationals at the Seattle Mariners. Jake Irvin goes for Washington, and Brian Wu is the pitcher for Seattle, plus 185 for the Nationals, minus 210 for Seattle, with a total of eight. Um, Jake Irvin is 1-4 and four on the year, 4.71 ERA. Not terrible. 0-2 um, in his last five starts. Washington have lost all five of those, and they've lost all. Um, they've lost all five of them by greater um, than one run as well. So the run line would have cashed on all of them. Uh, Brian Wu last three starts have been okay: fifteen and two thirds pitched with four earned runs. Um, Seattle have won all three of those again, but there's no way he should be a minus two ten favorite. That's nuts. Um, I think the game will follow those patterns. The Mariners have been a letdown. They were 17 and 11 in May. Um, and I talked them up on the Futures Fridays, maybe a dark horse for the division. Uh, they've then gone 8 and 12 in June. Um, however, they are 21 and 17 at home. Um, and I think Washington's struggling, Irving's struggling. I'm happy with the Seattle run line uh, for this game for me, Muna. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm not going to add much more. I know Brian Wu got off to a rough start in his first start uh, in the majors, which was against the Texas Rangers, whose offense was just absolutely uh, shelling every pitcher that they were facing. But he settled in over his last three starts. He's only allowed two earned runs in two of his last three starts. He shut out the Yankees in his last start. And the Mariners have won uh, three of his three last three starts is what I'm trying to say it by uh, two of the three by at least two or more runs in those games. So um, I know Jake Irvin, like you mentioned last two starts have been really good, but uh, you hit the nail on the head with you. They haven't won any of those last five starts with Jake Irvin on the mound, but they've both been by two or all five. have been by two plus runs. So uh, run line for me. I agree with you there, Mel. Uh, Lonte. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a team ride for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. I, I don't want to add too much more. Uh, you guys pretty much hit it on the head. Washington is you know complete face spot unless Gore's on the mound. They really don't or, or Gray. I always say Gray on the mound. Also, they're a little bit more competitive. But uh, yeah, I just I don't trust uh, I don't trust Washington. Seattle is better at home, like you guys mentioned. So run line I think is a bargain. It could probably convince me on a first five run line also. Okay, the penultimate game. On the show this evening is a 9-4 Eastern first pitch. Well done, Muna. It's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, good game, this one. Taj Bradley uh, gets the start for Tampa. Officially TBD for the D-backs, but it looks like Zach Gallen will be going. I've got no lines for this one. Um, not really sure why. Like I said, officially TBD. I've seen Gallen all day. I know the Rays are expecting McClanahan back on Friday, so that might lead to some shuffling of their rotation. But uh, Moonaf, did you have much on this Tampa Bay Rays at Arizona game? Because normally it's the uh, it's the best looking matchup on the card. Yep. Yeah, if it is that Gallon going, uh do trust him at home, obviously. Uh he's just been so good. Even if this is gonna be the ultimate test for Zach Gallon. We're gonna find out uh um how I don't I don't want to say how good, but um I, I we'll find out a lot about Zach Gallon going up against one of the uh, best offenses in the league, at least this season in the Tampa Bay Rays, right? Um, and we've talked about how great he's been at home. I mean, 7-0 with a 1.00 ERA for Zach Gallen. 54 innings pitch, six earned runs. He's allowed at home uh, in 54 innings. That's just incredible. Um, if it is Zach Gallen, uh, it's just an auto bet for me. To, it doesn't matter who he's facing at home. He's just been just so good at home. So uh, if is that gallon, give me the run line here. I think we might get a nice plus price on that, even if it is against the race. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Moon. I uh, completely. Bradley is okay, but you, you just get the feeling like when you watch him, um, that it's a matter of time before somebody does get to him. Arizona have just been red hot. Gallon's incredible at home. Um, 17 wins out of 21 uh, so far this month. Uh, for Arizona, which is stunning, yeah. So um, I co-sign everything you 
uh, you put out there, Moonaf Lonte? Yeah, I co-sign both of you guys. Uh, if it's Gallon, uh, Moonaf ran right off the numbers, especially at a plus price. I think that's a really that's probably one of the better bets you can make on the card. Um, Arizona has been consistent offensively, um, although they're five hundred in the last ten games. Their offense has been pretty standard uh, five plus runs in the last five games tampa bay in those last 10 games a bit inconsistent up and down as we saw in the kansas city series and i mean uh, arizona is gonna i mean kansas city doesn't have a zach gallon on their roster and i think um arizona is going to be able to to limit them offensively uh defensively um especially with gallon on the mound so yeah if gallon's at a plus price man I, I think that's a really really good bit so give me the um give me the diamondbacks at home Okay, so everybody all over the snakes. Uh, last game, 9.40 Eastern, is the New York Yankees at the Oakland Athletics. Johnny Brito for New York and Paul Blackburn for Oakland. Minus 145 on the pinstripes, plus 125 on Oakland. Total of eight for Lonte to round us out with. Yeah, man. Um, I honestly was wishing that we could get a little bit higher on uh, on Oakland on Blackburn here because I, w- I was going to take them, but I think the number is a, a little a little too low. Uh, Yankees good series win against um, Texas. Uh, they dominated the series back in May against Oakland, outscoring them twenty eight to ten. Uh, Yankees do perform well on the road. Uh, I mean, some of that is with Judge, obviously, but um, Brito's a bit up and down this year. He's given up four earned runs in two of his last three road starts. Uh, he didn't pitch well uh, in one of those games in that series. That was on May 10th. Um, he had uh, – well, he did pitch well. I'm sorry. He had two earned runs, um, but that was at home where he, you know, he's better. So it will be interesting to see how he performs on the road. Um, and Brito, he's faced, you know, solid offenses in his in his recent starts. Um, Blackburn, I, I'm a real big fan of. Um, he's got two home start, only two home starts, and he's pitched well against quality competition, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, being those two teams that he faced. He's allowed three earned runs combined in his two uh, home starts. Uh, Number-wise, I mean, I wanted to take Blackburn, but it's, it's not big enough for me, so I, I'll take the Yankees on the run line. Maybe look at some Blackburn uh, Blackburn props. Uh, Oakland might might be live in the first five, but uh, I, I think the Yankees will end up winning the game. Hey, Lonte, we've shared a lot of, um, a lot of our thoughts here tonight. Uh, Paul... Blackburn, I do like, and I did want a bigger price. So I thought, I'll take Blackburn at plus 145. And then he wasn't, he was plus 125. Um, I do feel like I picked Oakland first five every day. Um, and that's what I've got again here. Uh, I think they are, again, as long as you said, live in the first five. Brittle was okay last time, uh, but I do like Blackburn. Um, he's good at home. So as much as I, I might have to find a different way of handicapping Oakland, it seems to be my daily pick, but it's Oakland on the first five for me, Muna. Yeah, I mean, you guys mentioned it. Paul Blackburn has been really good at home. Uh, nine and two-thirds innings pitch. He's only allowed three earned runs in that span. And like Lante mentioned, it's been against the two of the better offenses in the league in the Braves and the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Last start wasn't so great for him, but it was against Cleveland on the road where he has struggled a little bit. Um, Johnny Brito had a good start against the Oakland A's team as well back on May 10th. And the Yankees have won four straight starts when Brito is on the mound uh, by at least two earned run or two runs in those four straight games. Um, I'll lean here with the Yankees. I don't love it. I do like the under in this game. If it gets to eight and a half, I'll pull the trigger on the under. I think both uh, pitchers can go along well here. Um, Yankees. I know they they've, they've been feisty even without Aaron Judge in the lineup. Um, they had a good series against the Rangers over the weekend. Um, but under for me, and I'll lean with the Yankees here. I don't love it. Okie doke. Um, and I think that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of the 15 games. Um, lot and dog time. I think, uh, moving after, as I've um, seen more Major League Baseball in person than you this season, I'm going to leave off. Uh, I'll lead off tonight with our um, with our players. You just stay there in your nice comfy armchair, moving after me and Lonte. We'll go to the cool face and we'll watch these games live so we can handicap them for the people. Don't you worry about it. Um, my lock was dead easy. Um, going back to what Trev said earlier on, um, fade Tyone, fade the Cubs travel spot, Philly. Uh, Ranger Suarez has been outstanding. Minus 125 um, was a great price and I would snap their hand off uh, to take that. I had loads of choice for my dogs. I had Cincinnati was an option, plus 115. Colorado was an option, but I'm going to go all the way to the top with uh, the Brewers 
at plus 120. I can't believe Peterson's that price. Um, all the Mets are that price, minus 140. So, yeah, give me the Brewers to uh, take down the Mets at a price of plus 120. Lonte, what do you have? Yeah, man, I'm going to go uh, for my lock, one of the most disrespectful lines and that that's out there for the slate. I'm going to go with the Braves minus the, I think it's 140, 145. If you shop around, you get the best number, of course. Um, I mean, I don't really want to put too much into it. I mean, the Braves are, you know, slaughtering people at home. They're slaughtering people on the road. Uh, offense is probably the best in the MLB, if not close second, maybe to Texas or uh, depending on how you feel about Texas. But, yeah, I think 145 is pretty cheap. Elder on the mound, who's pitched extremely well at home, uh, I, I think that's too cheap. So I, I like the Braves um, at minus 140, 145, whatever you get it at. Uh, as for my dog, man, I'm going to go – with singer at home i'm gonna go with the singer at home plus 120 i know it's kind of bold um but like me and Munaf mentioned i mean he's pitched well in his most recent starts so i think he has a, a pretty good day uh, against the cleveland team who, who i don't trust they don't have much offense um defensively they'll be fine but i don't think they'll be able to put enough run in a close game uh, I'll, I'll take an underdog at home okay so brady singer play uh, for lonte come on moon i've uh, i've riled you up now you've got you've got give us some winners all right, for my lock, I'm going to go with the Mariners run line minus one and a half. I'm just fading Jake Irvin here. Um, despite having two good back-to-back starts for the Nationals, uh, Mal, you mentioned it that his last five games that the Nationals have lost by at least two earned runs. Uh, I'll take that a step further. Um, his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, starts, the Nationals have lost by two plus runs. So, Brian Wu, we talked about it. He had a rough first start against the Rangers, but he's found some form over his last three games where the uh, Mariners have won two of those last three games uh, by two or more runs here. So I'll take the Mariners minus one and a half, uh, minus 115 as my lock. For my dog, uh, I'll take the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Give me Andrew Abbott, plus 115 on the money line. We talked about how well he's been pitching for the Cincinnati Reds. And I talked about the offensive numbers for the Baltimore Orioles um, against left-handed pitching. I think the offense has just been firing on all cylinders for the Cincinnati Reds. I know I did take the under, but I think this is an opportunity where the Reds could probably win this game like a 5-3 type of final. Um, I'll take Andrew Abbott and the Cincinnati Reds plus 115 on the money line against the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I'm pleased someone went with the Reds because that was uh, on my short list of three dogs as well, Moonaf. Good effort. Um, and we're done, yeah. Uh, Moonaf, anything else um, we need to hear about? No, I think we covered all the bases. Uh, we'll be here again throughout the week, so come tap in with us. Just appreciate everybody in the chat, our usual guys that are in there, uh, Dylan, Randy, Captain Insano, um, TV, DBJ, all the guys. Appreciate you guys uh, tapping in with us. Uh, we'll be here at the usual time uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, when I'm talking, I look at you and I look at Lonte and I can see you both reading the messages and just smiling and laughing away. So that gives you, uh, that tells you all you need to know about our listeners and, and how the chat's going. So yeah, I echo that. Uh, Lonte, anything you need to tell us? No, I mean, I echo that as well. Uh, love the guys in the chat. Uh, keep the show flowing. Uh, keeping some good info also in there as well. But yeah, man, good luck to everybody. Hope you uh, hope we make you some money and uh, we'll be back in some form or fashion um, the rest of the week. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so thanks very much, uh, Munaf. Thanks, Lonte. Um, good luck with all your bets. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.